Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Behind the Blue Podcast. I am, of course, Jay Green. Hope you all are doing well. We're going to have a good episode, so let's get to it. So, one of the things that has been asked about me, or asked of me, I should say, is if I take anything personal on the job. Now, I will say this actually goes back to me working in a jail. Now, mind you, that was back in 2013 when I first started, and, you know, I had never been any thing like this, like any type of line of work in regards to that. I was selling cell phones prior to working in the jail, right? So when I first started there, hell yeah, I took stuff personal, you know, they would just piss me off and they knew it too. Like, obviously they knew what they were doing. They did it all the time to everybody, right? But the longer I was there, the more comfortable that I got in the job, I stopped taking these personal and that carried on over to me being on patrol. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I didn't take not one thing personal. And there was no reason to, you know. Like I've, of course, mentioned before, I'm black. I've been called the N-word millions of different times, right? I don't care. Not one bit. Like I was, I think I was phase three. Don't quote me on that. I just know that I was on nights and I was in training. And I was in training on nights for phase two and phase three. So it was one of those phases. And I was with my trainer and we had a warrant for a guy that was already in the jail. So we go over there, the the corrections officers, they bring him down and I go to serve it to him. He's like, I don't want that shit in work. And I was just like, okay, well, I mean, you still get to serve with this warrant. <laughs> you can... Say whatever you want to say. It's really not going to bother me. And honestly, I think that bugs people more because they say something expecting to get a rise out of you. And then when it doesn't happen, it just pisses them off. So maybe that's also something like a subconscious type of deal for me because I know that if it bothers me, they basically won. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's just truly I don't care. (laughs) You know what I mean? It just really truly does not bother me and let's see here so (laughs) some of my most annoying calls are well I'll start off with this one because remember I worked for the county and we had a lot of cow calls and them shits man I hated them because every single cow call that we got was like at least at minimum like a 10 minute drive away right and of course by the time we get out there ain't no damn cow to be found (laughs) Because either there was no cow to begin with or the uh, cattle owner or whatever had already gone out there and got the cow and didn't relay that information to dispatch. So we just out there just driving around, burning gas, regardless of if it was my gas or not. We just driving around burning gas for no reason. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the importance behind it. I mean, it's a cow. It's a big-ass animal in the middle of the road, especially on nights. You know, once you see it, it's going to be too late. You're just crashing into that thing. I've never personally worked an accident with a cow, but I've heard stories of people working accidents with cows. For one, like, the car is just completely totaled. And for two, I've heard of a couple where they ran into the cow, or, like, a couple of accidents, I mean, that were worked by fellow deputies. Like, the person ran into the cow... Their car was destroyed, and the cow is perfectly fine. So, again, I understand the importance 
but it was just so annoying because it was such a long drive away. And then I'm telling you, nine times out of 10, 90, 95% of the time, when we get out there, there's no cow to be found. You're like, son of a bitch, man. Another pretty annoying call for me are um, vehicle complaints. And what I mean by that, I mean a specific type of vehicle complaints. Like today where I'm at right now, it's pretty windy outside, right? It wasn't like that earlier, but as the day went on, it started to get pretty, pretty windy, right? And sometimes, you know, because I'm in Kansas, it gets real windy to the point where semi-trucks, you know, are getting pushed around a little bit. And <laughs> people will still call and put that in for a vehicle complaint. Oh, well, this car was swerving back and forth. And a couple times, uh, my lieutenant, hell, it might have been, yeah, <laughs> the LT that I was telling you about last time, it might have been him. He'd be like, do they not know it's like 30 miles an hour wind outside right now? Why are they calling us for this? <laughs> hey, but that's LT though, man. That's just what he do. But it is true though. Like, if a semi-truck is getting pushed around by the wind, what do you think is going to happen with a little regular passenger car? You know, I don't get why people don't think about that. I mean, I'm sure as they're trying to call, their car is getting pushed around, you know. So those type of calls are so annoying, man. I've always hated them. It's, it always come out over the radio like a vehicle complaint, vehicle complaint. Like, what the hell is the issue now? It's either that, like it's getting pushed around by the wind or somebody's like calling because their taillights aren't on. And again, something like that, I understand why they might be calling it, you know, because it's a possible indicator of DUI. But at the same time, we've also had people calling vehicle complaints for a headlight being out, you know, stuff like that. So then it seems like we just harass the people. My non-law enforcement friends, think about that next time you go to call in a vehicle complaint. So one of the most common types of calls are alarm calls. We get those a lot, you know, granted with COVID and stuff, I'm not exactly sure. Well, COVID and me being out for the past four or five months, not a hundred percent sure, you know, if it still happens a lot, I'm assuming it does because alarm calls are alarm calls, right? But we got those all the time and I didn't mind those. Because you never knew, you know, they taught us at the, they taught us that at the academy, like you can go to an alarm call 99 times and absolutely nothing goes wrong. And then the hundredth time that it happens and you just go in there half assing it and somebody's like broken in, you know? So you always got to be on your, on top of your game when it comes to alarm calls. I would say that that's a really common call alarm calls you know burglary calls is basically the same thing like you got those a lot like a lot a lot something else that i did a lot were traffic control for accidents so everybody's seen them you know accident happens traffic just gets backed up and backed up for miles and miles and miles right shoot i think i might have just seen one the other day when i was coming home from work traffic just backed up for miles and miles and miles and the ones that are out there doing traffic control are us, law enforcement. And let me tell you, those things are dangerous as hell, all right? Because there's this thing or this uh, this phrase 
that's been coined, call them rubberneckers, like people that are driving by the accident and instead of paying attention to the road and what's in front of them, they just want to look over at the accident and just stare and then that leads to more accidents that leads to us possibly getting hit even though we got these big ass flashlights we got the the reflector vests on they're just not paying attention i've almost been hit a couple times and one particular time i was about to i was about to yank that person out of the car man but i got stopped so doing traffic control got the vest on got the flashlight and we're like telling people to slow down and stuff like that and one person comes zooming by and came like real close to me and I took off after him. <laughs> like they started, it kept driving of course, and they eventually stopped and I took off in like a dead sprint, like just hauling ass right after him. And I'm like yelling on the radio, like that car almost just hit me. And the deputy I was working with, he was like, don't worry, I got it. And he told me to just stay where I was at. I was so mad, but in hindsight, it's probably a good thing that he did stop me. <laughs> Because I'm pretty sure I would have got a lot of trouble. In my opinion, it would have been justified. But my opinion really wouldn't have mattered at that point. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, straight up, I would have just yanked that person out of the car. And they would have went in cuffs for aggravated assault on LEO. And they would have went to jail that night. And I would have happily wrote that report up. But it got taken out of my hands. So, lucky them. <laughs> Another incident, it was, yo, this accident was pretty bad. Like, the call came out that it was a rollover accident, and their the, the driver was ejected, and dispatch also stated that there was a child that got ejected. So we're like, oh, shit. So everybody's, like, hauling ass out there and stuff. And I think I might have told this story before, so forgive me if I have. But thankfully, there was no child. But the lady didn't make it. Like, she got, I think the vehicle rolled like five or six times. She got ejected. And then she got hit by a semi. Like, it was bad, right? But we're all out there doing traffic control. Like, we had to call people in. We had to get help from the city very briefly, I might add. And KHP came out because it was a fatality accident. They worked it and stuff. And we're doing a lot of traffic control because like we got traffic backed up. Let me see about a good five or six miles, right? We had it backed up pretty far and we had a reserve working that night. <laughs> who's also the uh, county coroner, real good guy. And I think he might've broke somebody's back windshield. <laughs> Same scenario. One of those, rubberneckers just not paying attention getting too close and i do believe he like threw his flashlight at his um back windshield and like shattered it <laughs> i don't know what came from that what happened with that you know how that person got it fixed or whatever in my opinion it was justified because again these things are dangerous man a lot of people don't realize that you know everybody can drive on the interstate all day every day and it's like you know you're going 75 miles an hour but in the car with everybody else doing 75 miles an hour around you really doesn't seem that fast but when you're standing there and these cars are zooming past you and all it takes is one little side hit yeah it's it's 
not a good look. Those things are always dangerous. So me taking off in a full sprint to go yank that person out of the car or the reserve deputy shattering that person's back windshield, all of it justified. Like, I don't care who you are. All of it is justified, man. I know one of the most common things that people get asked, maybe in any profession, are likes and dislikes, right? I will say the likes, you know, and it's kind of cliche, like everybody would say it, but it's true how it's different every single shift. You know what I mean? Like you can work on Monday and you could have a couple traffic stops. You could maybe arrest somebody on a warrant and then that's it. And then you come in for Tuesday night shift and it's completely dead. Like you don't do any traffic stops. You don't do nothing. You just drive around patrol for 12 hours. And then you have a couple of days off, come back in on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on a weekend. And it's just balls to the walls crazy. And you're doing stuff that you weren't doing even just a week ago or earlier that week. That's how law enforcement is. Like certain things can be the same. You know what I mean? Doing patrol, pulling people over for speeding, all that good stuff. So certain things can be the same, but different at the same time, if that makes sense. My law enforcement people, they'll know and understand what I'm talking about. But the ones that don't know, I'm trying <laughs> my best to explain it. It's like, I don't know, but I don't know. What I said is the best way I can explain it. You know, you do certain things that are the same, that are kind of routine, I guess you can say, but every single shift is going to be different. Like I said, one day you could have absolutely nothing. And then the next day you are working a shooting or, you know, like a bad accident or something like that. So legit every single day or, you know, every single shift that you work, it's completely different. That's one of the things that I like about it. You know, it's, it's, it keeps you on your toes, keeps you up to date. Some jobs are just kind of stagnant. Like you're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. And you're like losing your mind, you know, you like want to switch it up, do something else. And I think that's why some people end up leaving their jobs because they want to go do something else, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. So maybe you should try law enforcement. <laughs> It'd be something, something different every single shift. I promise you that. <laughs> Dislikes though, I would say, um, and again, this is something else I think I might've talked about before. I would say dislikes will be the hours. What I mean by that is we work 12 hours. 12 hours is long, man. Yes, the trade-off is that you get a lot of time off because we're working 12 hours. You technically only work 14 days out of the month, but 12 hours is 12 hours, man. <laughs> That's just so long. And you get every other weekend off. I get that. You get days off during a week so you can go out and do stuff, you know, doctor's appointment, all that good stuff. Trust and believe. I get that. But the hours still suck. And if it's almost time to go home and a call comes out, depending on what the call is, you ain't going home right away. You know what I mean? Like the job has to be done. And obviously I get and understand that doesn't mean that it still doesn't suck. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like you just almost at the finish line and then a call comes out. And so you basically just fall flat on your face. <laughs> Cause you got to go do that call 
And depending on what it is, you know, that 12-hour shift can turn into 13, 14, 15, 16-hour shift. And trust and believe, all of my law enforcement friends know exactly what I'm talking about because every single one of us has worked one of those, you know. I will also say I like I liked working night shift a lot for <laughs> for for certain reasons. Certain people that are listening right now, they know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you, LT. <laughs> they know what I'm talking about. But night shift was cool. You get to see a different side of things. Day shift, there's a lot more busy work. On night shift is where all the crazy people and <laughs> crazy things happen. Remember the shooting I was involved in, that was on night shift at like, I don't know, one, two o'clock in the morning. Not saying that that can't happen on day shift, because obviously it does, but I would say that it more so would happen on night shift. I'll say another thing that I kind of dislike is public perception of the profession, because one bad thing will happen, which they're right about, they're a thousand percent right about it. The officer was in the wrong, but they take that as every single person that gets up in the morning and puts on that uniform. And I wish there was something that could be done to change that. Because again, I'm on Twitter. I see this stuff all the time. And even when somebody tries to come with the argument of there's always a bad apple in every single profession, which is true, law enforcement, doctors, lawyers, you know, you name it. Unfortunately, there's going to be a bad apple in there, right? But when somebody makes that argument for law enforcement, people just ain't trying to hear it. And on certain certain things, yes, I get it. But to translate that to literally every single person that puts on a uniform that works law enforcement is not right. Because, I mean, we out there... And depending on what the situation is, risking our lives, they put it to us like this at the academy. People don't call law enforcement when they're having a good day. People are calling 911 when it's like the worst day of their life and they need help. And the same people that need help, they're not like, yes, there are bad apples. No, they're like all the law enforcement is bad. And I would definitely say that that's one of the dislikes. But maybe someday public perception can change but who knows we'll just have to see about that in the future later on down the line so another question that has been brought up to me in my personal life is if I would go back into law enforcement and my answer to that is yeah I would you know this break that I've had for four or five months now has been good like, really, really good. That shooting had messed me up. And how things were handled at the department I was at involving that shooting was wrong. And people that know, they know, right? And that, along with other things that were going on at the department, I, it, I just wasn't vibing with it. You know, I was having issues sleeping, all that good stuff, right? I would still see the, the spread, because he was shooting at us with a shotgun, Right, I was still seeing the spread of the shotgun coming at us, and that sucked. Who was it? T. Will had to pull me aside one day, and he was like, "I've noticed things. I've noticed that you change." And he wasn't, you know. T. Will and I go back. Like we're really, really 
really good friends, right? And he was saying that, you know, out of concern. And I, he knows we talked to person if he's listening. I've always appreciated him approaching me like that. And he was like, I've noticed how you do, you know, you're doing this different or you're doing that different. And I didn't even notice it myself. It really kind of messed me up. So having this break, right? I did a complete brain dump. <laughs> like everything that was law enforcement related was just immediately taken out of my brain and thrown into the trash pretty much like just gone. And it's been nice. It really, really has. And I never went and talked to anybody professionally or anything like that. But again, this break, I needed that. And yeah, under the right circumstances, yeah, I would go back. I don't see why I wouldn't. I mean, it's what I do. I did it combining with the jail. I did it for almost 10 years. It's a big part of my life. I'm 32. I just turned 32 last month. I've been doing it since I was 24, mid to late, all of my 20s into my early 30s. Yeah, I would I would go back. It would just have to be right time, right circumstances, all the good stuff. We'd like to get into a good department. I wanted to talk about this shooting that happened at the, forgive me if, if I pronounce it wrong, the Brevard, I do believe, B-R-E-V-A-R-D, the Brevard County Sheriff's Office down in Florida. There was a shooting that happened, I do believe, last week? Actually, no, sorry. It happened in the end of August, August 30th, but they just released the dash cam footage. So these deputies pulled over this car and they were, I don't even know or what they pulled the vehicle over for, but they were getting them, they were getting people out of the vehicle, you know, for whatever reason, doing their job. And this guy who was a known felon, he like just hopped out and just started shooting. Now, mind you, there was a two month old baby in the car as well. And that's what he decided to do. He just hopped out and just started shooting. Like I've seen the video and I've read stuff about it, but I got it right here. It says more than 61 bullets were fired in less than a minute per investigators. A two month old baby was in the stop car at the time. So deputies are exchanging fire with them. And I do believe it was three people in the vehicle. The front two that they got out first, they took off running and the guy that was shooting at him, he ran out of ammunition, ran out. And he, like, ran around the police vehicle because that's what they were using for cover. And he, like, bashed one of the deputies in the face. It says right here, uh, he fractured his sinus and orbital bones. And at the same time, the second deputy that was with him, he had to reload. And then after he got done reloading, he, like, unloaded on this guy. And in my opinion, that's a good shoot. You guys go check it out for yourself. Let me know what you think. Again, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, Mr. Green 58 and Twitter, Mr. Green 5889. So if you want to send me a message on there, you know, checking out the podcast, like, comment, subscribe. Well, not subscribe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like and share all that good stuff. If you think it's a good shoot, if you think it's a bad shoot, let me know and I can address it on the next episode. Just search for it on YouTube. I just search for Brevard County Sheriff's Office shooting and it should be one of the first ones, if not the first one that popped up and check it out. It's not too graphic because it's just the 
dash cam footage, not the body cam. And from what happened in the dash cam footage, I get why they didn't show the body cam. You can check it out. So <laughs> I want to end it here on a bit of a funny story <laughs> with uh with my homie K Nick, who still hasn't came up on a show. I hope you listen to this and I hope he hears that. <laughs> but it was a while ago. Um, I was like, I think I was either, no, sorry. I was still in phase four of FTO. So that was back, what, 2016, 2017, something like that, right? We got a call about this kid. He was 16, no, he was 17, right? He's being an asshole, you know, and his mom called. He, like, ran away or something like that. Or he was just being a dick. And we got called back out there because he ran away. Me, personally, I'm like, let his ass run. <laughs> He's 17. He turned, like, 18 in, like, a few months. But, you know, law's the law. And I'm cool with that. But, <laughs> so, we out there. And they were out in the county. And there was this shed, like, in the back of the house. So, we're out there searching that. And he wasn't in there. But... There was like this little, like this small body of water that you can like run across and in front of it or to get to it, there was like this old wire fence, like a piece of trash wire fence, right? And K Nick's big ass, <laughs> mind you, this dude is like six, eight, he's huge. You know what I mean? Like some people, when they see him, they're just like, their mouth just hits the ground. That doesn't happen to me anymore. We've known each other since we were kids, so I'm used to it, but off topic real quick, I remember I was a sergeant, or no, I'm sorry, I was a deputy, and he was my sergeant, and there was this car that we had stopped on the interstate, and he came walking up, you know, just as a backup, and that dude, like, just lost it, He like, he couldn't believe how big he was, man, <laughs> so, K-Nick is a huge man, and he tried to, like, brace himself, like, he was gonna go over the fence, and, like, put his hands on the fence, <laughs> And as soon as he touched that fence, like, it just gave away. And he just fell. <laughs> just laying there. <laughs> I hope you're listening. It's all love, K-Nick. You still need to come on the show. Quit playing. <laughs> I want to give a quick shout-out to my cousin, Ty. She and one of her friends, Dorothy, they actually just started a podcast themselves it's called what's happening podcast but i think they got it spelled a different way give me one second because i need to find this hang on a second y'all that ain't it i think it's hmm h-a-n-n something 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 hang on a second <laughs> i did have it up but sorry this ain't good right now and i can't find it right now oh yeah i can what am I doing? I'm wasting time. Yeah. Sorry. It's what's, you know, W-H-A-T-S and then H-A-N-N-I-N podcast. So what's happening? Podcast. I watched the first episode. What they do is, you know, they talk about life topics. On that one, they talked about side chick stuff. They talked about like relationship stuff, sex stuff. It was really good. I liked it a lot. I laughed a lot. I'm not. I'm so serious. I'm not being biased just because she's my cousin, but it was really good. Y'all go check her out. I'm going to get on out of here. Hope you guys enjoy, and I'll catch you on the next one.